What's up, y'all? We are right back again with the Cajun Libertarian Live. I am your host, the Cajun Libertarian, and um, I'm very excited to be here tonight. I have known Trisha for a little while now, and from a Twitter poll, that was a bunch of fun, and um, she is leading the way. I mean, that's incredible, and so um, I don't want to get too far into that real quick. I, I, I've got to try to do some new things here at the front end, at the back end. And so um, I want to tell you what's coming up in my own state party and the things that you can help out with personally. And so um, in July 9th through 11th, I will be going to Tunica. We all are, Tunica, Mississippi. And um, we're hosting an event there. And we'll have uh, Tasha there. We'll have Spike there. We'll have a lot of speakers. It's incredible. And so the more you can support to help get me there and to help with the resources, all the better. It's super important. It's going to cost me about $400 for the weekend to be there. And so there it is, PayPal, Cajun Libertarian. I am done with that. So thank you for all of the help and advice. I'm super excited to be here tonight, like as always, right? But um, I, I really like Trisha, and, and it just can't be said enough about how well and just how enormously great things are going in that direction for our party with leaders like Trisha. So with that being said, let's bring her on. What's Hi. up? How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm tired too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It goes like that. This is a busy business. And so you were snacking on some licorice before this, right? Oh my gosh. So this is like my new, I can't believe you called me. This is like my new thing. Sorry. Sweet tart ropes. I'm addicted to them and I don't do sweets a lot, but those things I'm like, and I didn't smoke before I came on here. So I was chomping. <laughs> ah, yeah. That oral fixation. I can't do the texture. I Well, you know, I probably could if it were something like that. I'm a diabetic, so it's a no-go either way. But um, I, I've always hated... <laughs> I'm sorry. I see, I see the comment down there. I've always hated licorice. Um, and, but I could have swore that's what you were eating. So, oh, look. So I got to ask you, right? Did you see the great seafood debate with me and Eskimo Libertarian? I did not see it. I did hear about it, but I didn't. I didn't watch it. <laughs> okay. All right. So in a very generic and very basic way, how would you prefer your seafood? Although I already know this answer because it's 100% unanimous. Would you rather it Cajun style seasoned or fresh out of the river, Alaskan on an open fire? <laughs> I'm, I'm a northerner. I'm northeastern. So ah, I lost you. I'm so ridiculous. Are you still I'm there? Like, I'm clicking buttons. Um, I, so I'm, I'm northeastern. So I like my seafood with Old Bay seasoning. <laughs> Uh, but it's not bland. And so I'll take that as a win. And also I can make an, I can make a mean etouffee. My husband will tell you crawfish etouffee is his favorite. He's from Texas and his family uh, is from Louisiana. So very nice. I have a huge following in Texas. So that makes perfect sense. Kevin says, Trisha is too busy for the seafood debate for that. I will He's have to probably concur. right. 
<laughs> He's probably right. That's probably Absolutely. why I didn't watch it. I'm sorry. Oh, don't be sorry. No, I know. I know for a fact you're too busy for our little nonsense. It was just a fun time. And now we have a seafood caucus. And so if you uh, I'm in it. if you want to be a- I'm in it. Sweet. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's awesome. And so uh, actually I, I we did have some debate and some fun about um old bay seasoning. And so <laughs> old bay is still better than nothing, you know, but a lot of people love old bay. And so, you know, I'm good with it. They 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 lo- I, I picked on a bunch of New Englanders for, for Old Bay, but apparently that's a Maryland thing. But a lot of New Englanders do like Old Bay. Yep. And so let me ask you this. What was it like coming from somewhere like the Northeast down to the South? Um, slower, like a lot slower. Of course, back when, uh, back when I moved, I moved with, uh, the army. So I was too busy to think about it then too. But when I, when I decided to stay here going up North and then coming back down, it's just so much slower, so much calmer, so much less a hole, you know? So that has a lot to do with why I chose to stay down here up, up North. I'm a Pittsburgh so it's rough you know so down here is just a lot calmer and a lot less rough that's the only word I can think of yeah no I hear that a lot you know we got a little bit more rural area and the 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 society is just a little bit more comfortable and slow and easy going but how does that relate to politics were you involved before you got into the uh, army Uh, no, not really. I mean, I was, me going into the army was very much, I'm going to serve the country. We're going to be the thing, you know? So I was pretty hard Republican. It was when Bush was still in office and, um, but I didn't, I wasn't political. Do you know what I mean? Like I knew I went, I voted, I was my civic duty to go and vote. So I went and voted. But as far as actually getting political, I started getting political because I was in the army and I started paying attention to what was going on, like, especially yes. at war. And that was a lot of the reason why I went, like, actively political. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I was in the Navy slash Marine Corps and um, kind of opened me up to it as well. The biggest disconnect that I had was that it still wasn't personal to the family life after I had disconnected from the military. And then uh, I actually got engaged with the uh, ACA stuff, the Affordable Health Care Act. It really hurt us real bad. And so that that's a great um, – I love the fact that you said that because you just told me literally just minutes ago that, some, <laughs> that people were hammering you on Twitter for being a veteran. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's like one one person, and it's not the first time you've done it, but this time it was – like very unprovoked like the last time we were in the middle of an argument about something and that's what he threw at me and i was like okay whatever but i just woke up one morning to this guy like why does trisha butler get away with uh not taking the nap and we call her libertarian and i was like what is this guy talking about and i actually didn't even have to say a whole lot back to him um my state party came to my aid on twitter i thanked them for that it was amazing So, and it was, it was really cool just to see everybody come together, but I did make it a point to share that and say that, you know, I totally, this is toxic and I totally rebuke this kind of behavior, 
libertarians, uh, I'm sorry, veterans do have a home in the Libertarian Party. And it's absurd that he couldn't grasp in his mind that like we know the sacrifice on a different level. I'm not saying that we're better or it's more. We know that we know the sacrifice on a intimate, different level. And like I was saying, one of the reasons that I got political was because I saw what was going on over there. And I was like, this is not for me, you know, so. No, I love it because uh, I got I'm <laughs> reading already in the comment section. They're all like, Will Daughter says that was awesome. F that guy. <laughs> I love that. Um, somebody else says uh, I get crap for being a libertarian vet all the time. I don't get it. I really don't. Yeah, same here. Like, you know, people change, you know, and, and even if you weren't, if you're a libertarian prior to enlisting, I don't see anything wrong with that either. Like some people just have different baselines and, you know, it, it, that's absurd to me on its face. I'm, I'm not the guy that's going to be like, oh, I'm going to go shake every veteran's hand and say, thank you for your service. You know, if it comes up organically, I will. Absolutely. I am a veteran. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That should be applauded. But, um, you know, this whole just bashing libertarians for being veterans or bashing military personnel in general is absurd. And, and it makes me sick to my stomach, to be honest with you. People forget, and this is why we go right back into making libertarians human. People forget, like, and here, here's one that I get flack for all the time. We forget that cops are humans. And I'm like, yes, I agree that we need to stop qualified immunity and our, our police need policing oversight, you know, but we can't ever stop remembering these are people also, you know, like, yeah, vet some veterans did some really nasty things. And even like, I might not have been on the front lines, but what I did supported those things. I, I live with that every day. I don't need you to right. remind me that. You know, but but that's the one thing that libertarians need to get a grip on is humanity, is being human and remembering that, you know, like we don't need to cater to feelings and things like that. And we should never sacrifice our principles for it. But, geez, treat people like people. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I harp on that all the time. I'm somebody who's very bitter with the police from some horrible experiences that the majority of the public doesn't. Or, and will never have to go through. And I held on to that for a long time. But um, that what you're saying right now resonates because I've been talking about it for a long time. We need to be looking at people as individuals, not as whatever collectivism that they're being treated or conformed to. I can't stand it. Uh, I'll Now, I will abandon the respect really fast if you deserve it, if you're a cop. But <laughs> at this juncture... In, crossroads of my life i want to give that individual police officer the respect he deserves as an individual human being and the rights that he deserves if he violates that well that's on him but it's my duty as a libertarian as just a good decent human being to give that person some respect i'm over here cheering <laughs> for you i hope they're cheering <laughs> in the comments yeah, yeah yeah i'm trying not to watch because i'm actually going to move off of them because i'll keep reading them and i, I'm, I just I'm so love glad this. i can't see them because i would be like <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. it's just like that and so that was one of the big things it was so cool because um i didn't even realize that this is part of what i've been doing 
But like when Brian said, or, you know, I heard y'all's podcast. I thought you're a great speaker. You're a great interview. You should be doing this, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, you're busy. I get it. <laughs> totally get it. But when, when they talked about making libertarians human again, I think that's super special. Everybody know that knows me knows I've been a big advocate for character development. And that's part of what makes us human again is us working on our own character. So from your perspective, tell us about making libertarians human again, please. Well, I think one of the things that I told um, that I told Brian, and of course we were talking more about candidates. I always tell people, brush your teeth and put on a blazer. It's not unprincipled to look presentable. If you're going knocking on doors and you want someone to vote for you, like you're a brand, you know, and you have to sell your brand. But I think that actually, I don't know if we were talking about this clubhouse. Yes, we were. Um, I think clubhouse is really good at, at that too. Um, once you get the the vocals with it, not just, tick, 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 you know, um, it tends to humanize us a little more. And I've noticed this just from, going around to a couple different conventions, um, the way that we act online and the way that we act in person are totally different. And we've got to, again, get a grip and be the same people in person that we are online and not get our, you know, keyboard courage or, or whatnot. But a lot of what me and Brian went over was just meeting people where they're at, you know, yeah. Everybody doesn't want to hear about Bastiat and Isis and Rothbard. <laughs> like most normal, <laughs> most normal Americans don't care. Like they real, what they want to know is what can you do for me? And again, this is kind of going more toward candidates. If you're going to run a race, don't make it about you putting your principles out there. All right. Take a libertarian principle and make it work for your community, you know? And that's, I, I think that that's how we're going to get people into the party. And it works for me as a public official. I just yesterday, someone inboxed me and said, I hear you talking about libertarians. What's that? You know, and then I get to explain it. So just be, I don't want to say be normal because there is no normal, but just, that's why I switched to just be human. Just be a normal, breathing human being, not like a walking textbook, you know? I've been hashtagging be nice, you know? Be kind, be nice. yeah. yeah. Be nice, because <laughs> what? Yeah, look, a lot of what we do and a lot of how this world operates now is from the internet. And so when somebody comes into the comment section that isn't libertarian or in Clubhouse, which we've got a guy that comes on my Clubhouse stuff all the time now, um, and he's a hard right Trumper and he will tell you real fast, but he also is like, you know what? I've never seen this side before. I, I, it just seems like you guys are so radical and so over the top. And that's not the case because we're all kind of in this collective society of as soon as somebody that doesn't align perfectly with everything we have to say, it's like, woo, I'm going to hit you with every Rothbard quote in Hayek freaking scripture that I can find to show you you're wrong scripture. and nobody's listening. Now, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Sorry. I'm a avid no, no, Christian. No, no, no. That's, that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. It, because they do kind of treat it like scripture and the purity test. Nobody's passing the purity test 
I just posted about this on my libertarian page. I said, who's they? Everyone's talking about they. They're doing this. They're doing this. Who's they? Who's the they you're against? Because if it's another libertarian, you're wrong. You know what I mean? And it's like, we spend, we spend more time trying to be right, trying to be correct, trying to be Rothbardian or whatever, rather than just trying to do the right thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like this isn't, this isn't about giving the people the Kool-Aid so that they do the right thing so that they pass the, the swipe test, the libertarian swipe test. What this is about is, is freedom and liberty and, you know, getting people out of this bipartisan garbage that we've been stuck in in so long. Like, and I tell people all the time, I always say, we need to take this more seriously. It's not just a social club. And I say that because to me, this, this comes from the veteran side. This is life or death. It's a life or death thing. My children are going to deal with the decisions that we're making now and grandchildren and so on and so forth. And like, it's time to make the change now, you know? No, that's freaking perfect. I've been saying the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> soapbox. I, I don't consider that a soapbox. That's just reality. That's a fact. I've got three, you know, and people like to ask all the time, like, what did you, what got you into this? And like, honestly, uh, if we don't do something now, I don't know what my kids country is going to look like if I don't. And so this is why I spend just about every waking second um, doing my, this libertarianism if you want to even call it. activism is the word i'll call it um is because i want my, the future for our country for my children to be at least something that resembled a little bit of what it looks like when i grew up and it looks like it's changing rapidly and so yeah. it's amazing that somebody with your yeah it doesn't surprise me somebody with your passion and your voice and intelligence is in office now as a libertarian but um you know, it, I think there's this misconception out there that people like us can't win. And I think you are absolutely the example of why we can win. Yes, and we can. We just have to do the right thing instead of trying to be right. Like, No, that's excellent because that's exactly what I've been talking about for, what, two months now. It's like we, ha- we have to approach things with empathy. We have to approach things with wanting to hear you before i want you to hear me meeting you where you're at tell me and i just had this conversation in clubhouse with a hard right guy he was like i just don't know i can't get on board with libertarianism there's a bunch of people in the room they're all trying to chatter i'm like all right hold on i can't deal with all that but i can say what is it about libertarianism that you don't like and then let's go from there and that dude loved that he knew that I was listening to him. He knew that I'm going to take time out to hear how you have to say, hear what you have to say about this situation, and then we can start to talk about it. And then he's been in my group chat like a bunch lately. <laughs> my uh, my mentor told me when I started running, because I'm a talker. I talk a lot. And I don't mean to always talk a lot. I just talk a lot. And I'm a nervous talk if I'm, you know. So I just, I do a lot of, rah, rah, rah. so my mentor told me, he was like, you, when you're running for office, you, listen, he, and it was like, it was more than just one mouth, two ears. It was like, listen, 90% of the time, talk 10. And I feel like that really worked for me, especially like, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I noticed that with the older generation, um, when I walk up to them, they just want to talk to me. 
And I listen, I listen to all of it. I listen to them tell me about the loud music that drives past their house. I listen to them tell me that people are driving around through wheels. Like every, every little thing that they want to tell me, I just, you know, smile and I listen. You know, you don't always have to have an answer. And honestly, in public office, a lot of times you don't have the answer. Um, and, and really, people just want to know you care. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the easiest thing to do is just actually care about people and, you know, where the country is going and, and what's in store for people if we don't do something to change the, the current political climate. Uh, that's so perfect. That's so perfect. And that's what we talk about all the time. Our, our little group, our little circle is meeting people where they're at and trying to understand where do you fall with these things? And then you tell me where you're at and I'm going to offer you a solution of how the libertarian way can solve that solution or at least make it better. And so much we get caught on the fact that what is it we're doing? And then it's like, Oh, I'm going to attack you right now because you're wrong. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Hold on. Now, if we were, everybody wants to be heard. And if, if somebody feels like that, you, they don't have your ear then your message is mute period. Yep. And you've done a great job of the messaging. And I just, I forgot all about it until Brian has said something about the making libertarians human again. And I mean, that's just great. I do think that this helps us a lot, things like this. And, uh, and part of what this show is gr really develop into is an organic way to show people like, we can win. And this is how we win. This is how we spread our message. This is how Trisha Butler became the councilwoman of what was like one of the fifth largest counties in Tennessee. And so Clarksville, Tennessee is the fifth largest city. And I'm hoping that we get fourth after we get this census back. Um, and then in, in Clarksville, of the 12 wards, mine is the biggest ward because it's um, this is where all the growth was. So we say that I have around 20,000 constituents. It might be closer to 30, 35, but it's like a lot, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a clear path of victory. It's We are winning. By the way, uh, Kenneth says, by the way, talk about a great job. Trisha Butler won a competitive six-way race six -way. for city yeah. council. I do brag I mean, about that's... that a lot. It feels I good. would guess so. <laughs> yes, that's extraordinarily difficult. I mean, that's great. It, it, going off of that comment, thank you, Kenneth. What was that like going through that experience of running through such a competitive race? Okay, so first of all, it was terrible. Um, when, when I, I started running two years out, I caught a lot of flack for it. A lot of people made fun of me, but I knew I was an underdog. Um, I knew that I needed name recognition and here, everybody take out your pads and start writing it down. Name recognition wins elections. People say it's money, money buys name recognition. It's name recognition that wins. So I started two years out so that I could fundraise and so that I could get out there. Um, anyone who's thinking about running for office needs to start going to the meetings for the office in which you're applying for. Um, and if you can't go to the meetings, then you need to, you need to watch them. You need to know what's going on. You also need to get involved civically. And I don't just mean going to your libertarian party meetings. You need to go to your citizen. You need to go to your Sierra club, you know, just these type of civic organizations. 
um, do those kinds of things and volunteer stuff like that. So I started doing all of that two years out and up until now, we don't even qualify until it's like two months or three months before the election. So I did this for almost two years and there were two gentlemen that were going to run against me. One who announced about a year out and the other one who he ran last time, everybody knew he was going to run again. He's going to run again. So three months before the election, all of a sudden the ballot starts getting stacked. Like this guy comes from over here. This guy comes from over there. And one of them said to me, I know for a fact that the same person that pulled me to run is the same person that pulled this other guy to run. So, and this is, Hey, this is not my hypotheticals. I felt like they, they got afraid that I was doing well and they stacked the ballot, but they split their vote. So I'm running against one Democrat and it's a nonpartisan race, but I'm running against one, one guy that's a Democrat, uh, four guys that are Republicans and you know, then me, and I'm, I'm reaching across all the aisles. I'm talking, I'm showing up at the BLM rallies. I'm showing up at the GOP stuff. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm here for everybody. I don't care which party you're in, you know, and that's what I told them. So, so by the time, by the time the day came, my word was the last one that they called. And I had two, only two precincts. Thank the Lord. My second precinct, the biggest one, they kept the um, polls open. It had to be, we had to be standing up there till like 10 o'clock at night or something. And then we, it was just before midnight when one of the news channels finally called it because after, um, after early voting was tallied, I was up by like 40 votes and then absentee ballots came in and then I was down by like 20 or something like that. And I was like, that's it. I'm losing. That's the end of it. I'm (laughs) over it. Well, my first precinct came in and I was back up by like 20 or something like that. Uh, it might've been more than that. I really don't remember the numbers, but, uh, I was still like, I'm not winning. I'm not going to win. I know I'm not going to win. And everybody's like, you're going to win. You only have one more precinct. And I'm like, it's the biggest precinct. I'm going to lose. So finally, of course, the precinct came in and I had won. I think I got 32, 34% of the vote um, in a six-way race, which is killer, even more killer for a libertarian. Um, And I won by 113 votes against an establishment candidate who had twice as much money than me when he started, that was his own money before he fundraised. And he was actually also a vet. Um, And we do, I mean, I live right outside of Fort Campbell. So that matters around here. He was a special forces vet. So I'm like super proud of winning this race. Yeah, I can imagine. For sure. Sorry, that was a I mean, long like, story. <laughs> no, no, that was perfectly said. Absolutely great. Uh, I'd love to hear about what you felt like when you get the announcement. You know, like you won. I literally it still has not. Somebody told me that it took like two weeks to sink in. So once I got sworn in, I was like, okay, now it's going to sink in. And I, I get I get my responsibility and who I am and stuff. But I don't know that I ever sit up on city council behind my little name plaque and really feel like I did it. I'm like, what am I doing? How did I get here? How did this happen? (laughs) 
I can tell you right now, I feel the same way. That is not a joke. Uh, I, I am floored to even be here talking to you right now. Like I literally just started all this with no intentions of uh, being here talking to Trisha Butler. Uh, it was just a brand to start in, in because I cared, you know, and I think I think people resonate with that. Uh, that's what I'm being told by a lot of big people that I talk to behind the scenes and, and they're like, you know, cause I, I, I think I, I think you're going to relate to this. I deal with a lot of imposter syndrome, which I didn't really even knew existed <laughs> until right. I got in front of this camera. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm so like, I'm like, Oh my God, this is real. And, um, it's just so incredible to, to know that you're, you're, you're really trailblazing and it probably everybody's sick of me saying that word, but, Wow, that matters so much on so many different levels with you specifically. Um, not just the fact that you are a libertarian city councilwoman, a veteran, uh, you fifth largest city in what the state, uh, yep. or the county at least. Yeah, the state, the state. Yeah, so I get excited, so I forget the statistics. I apologize, <laughs> I'm not very good at this. Uh, I, I bring people on like you because y'all are great. But I mean, it's just incredible. So I, I hate to generalize because every single one of those little aspects is super crucial and important to anybody and everybody that's watching out here right now as to to the fact that we are winning and we are winning big time. And you are one of the largest, if not a top three or the largest examples of on a local level, actually just handling business and the way we wait. I feel like the way you did that was through being personable, being honest, being a good, human. decent human being. Just being human. <laughs> that is so important. We need to talk to people where they're at. We need to reach out to them. And then um, obviously, you know, once you got into office, it's a little bit more chaotic than normal. But um, it's so bad. It's terrible. Yeah. It's so terrible. And, and, you know, I, I have gotten even more into the, we have got to get more people elected. And I know now because I'm there because the way that the system is set up, it's set up bipartisan, you know, and at a local level, like where I'm at, it's not even so much about the parties. It's all about establishment. There's one group of people that control everything. They control the County. They control, they just, they control everything. And, you know, the system is set up so that we can't make the changes that we want to make. And the way to do that is to get more, I need someone up there with me that, that'll vote with me. You know, we need allies. And I do that within the people that are up there. Um, but it would definitely be awesome to have like-minded, you know, I, in, in my county, I'm city councilor. My mentor is, um, he's a county commissioner but we're not on the same legislative body. And I'm like, Hey, come over here, man. Right. You know, <laughs> but we've got, we, there's got, we've got to get more of us because that's the way that the system is set up. We got to, uh, you know how they always say drain the swamp. I'm like swamp the swamp. We need to just get everybody in office. Cause that's how, I mean, that's how, and it's like you said, we are, we can win. I hate that people say we can't win. We can Absolutely. win. You don't have to put your principles away to act like a human being, you can be a principled and meet people where they're at. And you know, that's, a, that's what we have to do because I'm telling you, 
I'm, I get legislation knocked down just because my name's on it. And, you know, I sit up there and I'm a no vote. And yeah, granted, I'm sitting on my principles as the single no vote, but I'd like to, I'd like to get to a point where more people are voting no, or we can say yes and repeal short-term rentals or, you know, that kind of stuff. But I'm trying, I'm currently right now switching and adjusting and I'm figuring out the way things work. I'm trying to figure out a way to get some stuff done uh, while I'm in there. So my next plan is to start putting up archaic uh, rules. Like, you know, more than seven women can't live in a house and you're not allowed to spit downtown or, you know, the silly rules that yes, they're, you're looking crazy. They're still on the rule books, man. <laughs> oh yeah. We have them here. Uh, I, I, it blows my mind when I hear the things that are literally still on the rule books. It's incredible. Like, it, you know this in the military, like the the ridiculous. I can't even say it because uh, <laughs> it's absurd. Like literally, they try. There are rules. If y'all don't know, there are rules and laws in place of what you literally can and cannot do with your spouse in your bedroom. Yes. It's it's the most. And yes, that's in the military too. Absolutely. Like, when I saw, yeah, it's wild. I saw those rules and I was like, "You're kidding, right? This can't be a thing." Oh, it's a thing, and yeah, so I love that. I love chipping away at that stuff like that because a lot of people don't know that they're not aware of these ridiculous, um, archaic laws and regulations that we have. We just think we're this free as we're moving forward because it feels that free, but we don't know what's actually on the books. And um, I love that because that's going to help you big time with branding and messaging. If you can knock out and chip away some of that stuff, you can be like, hey, look, this is where we were. I'm the one that fought for us to get past these little things. I absolutely love it. Tanya says kicking butt, girl. Yeah, you better believe it. Thank you, Tanya. Yeah, that's actually, um, it's funny because I started thinking about wanting to do this with the code just because whenever anyone asks me, what do you want to do when you first get into office? I would go. So I just said, deregulate. Like that started to be my answer. I want to unlegislate. Um, and less the libertarian elected support system, which I'm helping uh, set up at a national, at the national LP level. Um, one of the things that they're doing is municipal modernization, which is the same thing. So I had this idea and then they came and said, let's do this. And I said, I'm already on it. And then uh, I just met with a constituent last night um, to actually, sorry, to sign our little petition uh, for ballot access. And he said, hey, what if you go back in the code and start pulling out some laws we don't use anymore? And I was like, all right, that's three. You said earlier you're Christian. That's three confirmations. I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yes, indeed. So I don't, I, again, like we talked about before, I don't want to ask you just a super generic question, but um, I think it's important for this audience because a lot of them are very passionate and fired up. And so I think what's very, very, very important to ask you is if, if you could sum up like one or two things that really solidified in your mind and from your team's mind, 
what it was that made you that got you the win what do you think that that was um at a local level and that's like that's what i focus on i don't speak like state or whatever at a local level you have got to get in front of people and that's knocking doors like i said joining the civic associations getting to the meetings people want to see you you can't just send out your canvassers um and you know they want to see you they want to look at you and name recognition and i said i was on the ballot during a presidential so i that people were going to show up to the polls and my goal was um that people would know my name and associate it with a warm fuzzy they didn't necessarily need to know my policy or my platform but they needed to see trisha butler and not think uh you know they had to think hey she was nice to me hey she knocked on my door oh i saw one of her videos you know so i think that my team would probably agree it's about getting out there um and make sure people know your name and i have to say uh aside from name recognition and getting in front of people that having a team of people that you trust of people that are going to help you is I could not in a million years have done it without my family and my pod of people that helped me. Yeah, that, that's a big deal for me. Um, most of my team is in the comment section now and uh, that's just what they do. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I tell people, especially in clubhouse here lately, because I've got that platform to where I can just talk to people on average, you know, like that team support, because you cannot do this by yourself. Develop a team that you trust. And um, it, it's incredible. My team is incredible. Obviously, your team was incredible because you are a libertarian elected official. And so uh, I will. I still again, can't believe it. You just did it yeah. again. And I'm going, oh my God, how did this happen? Right. <laughs> and so I, I, I'm actually just that guy. Like I will, I say it all the time. Anytime I'm talking about you. Anytime I'm talking about one of our elected officials, like it's so important because we can win. Um, hold on. I want to put this quote up here or this message. Kenny is the shiz, by the way. He has been pumping me up all day. And I'm telling you, being elected sucks. And people like Kenneth are what keeps me going, man. LPTN.org. That's, that is my state affiliate. Kenneth is on my team and that guy is remarkable. Carly or Alice. <laughs> she got like five different profiles because she can't stay out of trouble. <laughs> but she is incredible. My wife's on the team. Her boyfriend's on the team. I got a bunch of people. But Kenneth is like the gold standard for volunteerism. Like he would literally ask me before every show, like, hey, where's the links? What do I got to do to to promote who you got coming on the show? I need links. I'm like, dude, yeah. I don't know, bro. I was just talking, you know, and he's the one that hammers me about the fundraising and stuff like that. I mean, that team support is super crucial, but I will tell each and every one of y'all as Trisha, Trisha sitting right here as the example, when you have that support, when you have that team, you can be the libertarian that has political office, just like Trisha does. And even if that vote is no, that's super effing crucial. I want that no vote. Right. I love that. No vote. Like this is what we're going to do. And I'm saying, nah, I'm, I'm against that. I no, want we're not going to spend a million dollars on, on a, on a failing business down. Yeah, it's <laughs> I crazy. Think, 
<laughs> no, go ahead. I want to hear what you said. Say. Oh uh, no, that's it. I just it was eight hundred thousand dollars. We bought a uh, failing theater downtown, and it's it's historical. I will give it that. Um, but yeah, we we bought them out, and I fought real hard against that because small business owners in my ward, my constituents, were like, "Who's bailing me out for COVID?" You know, and that was one of the things that I was the sole. I don't know if I was the sole no vote or one of two that time. But yeah, I get to vote no on stuff like that. I love it. I love it. Just because I'm a rebellion. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just a rebellious person. And I, I thought about whatever office just for the sole reason of going in there and just saying no. No. But what gives that the opportunity that gives that it gives you for the future and that it gives us as a party. And let's be honest, we're libertarians for a reason. So when we say it gives us an advantage, what we really mean is that we're giving the American people the advantage. And so we, we, that one no, however many times we have to do that one no, and then we put that on a megaphone and we put people like you on camera and we put you out in the front is however many lives that we can push towards the right direction and go just freedom. I'm, I'm going to go off on a rant. I'm trying not to. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Like I feel like the equation is so simple and I feel like people like you have cracked it. We're not cracking the major code of everyone, but the point of the matter is, is that, if we can get people like you in the country all over the place, then we can chip away at this uh, tyranny one law at a time. And so Larry Sharp says something also, or I'm sorry. Oh my God. I hope I don't get butchered for this one. It was Donald Rainwater is on the show. He said, I want to be a little bit more free tomorrow than I was today. And that's what I want. And it's so freaking crucial that we have voices out there like you and amazing job of like, I will, I'm going to keep rambling. I cannot believe we're already at 45 minutes. That's crazy. <laughs> I talk a lot. I think I felt, I feel like I talked a lot this whole time. I'm the one that did all the talking that never happens, but either way, you're a great public speaker too, by the way. And so I think you're a great representative for our party and I want people to really grasp the concept of what it means to make libertarians human again. And I think you exemplify that a bunch. Um, and I'm not trying to steal you and Brian's slogan there or whoever came up with that. I'm sure it was yours. I think we were just wow. talking. Yeah, well, <laughs> it resonates. It resonates big time because we are human. And that's our biggest thing is like we care about people. We actually care about them. And so we need you. We need people more like you. I'm just talking. I am so sorry. <laughs> You're good. Uh, let's see. I'm going, I'm not great. Oh, I, give, I usually, I give all my credit to, to my team when it comes to the win. So I do the same thing. I do the same thing. Cause I feel honest about it. Like I'm barely hanging on by the edge of my seat. They're the ones that keep me, formulated and uh coagulated i guess would be a good couple of aided i heard that yeah 
<laughs> I love this comment because she puts it, she puts it out there all the time. Chocolate on your car. Yep. Chocolate on the car. She's amazing. Like just, just Don't let married. her lie. <gasps> That's I my I feel sister. like I'm not letting her okay. lie. Okay. Janelle Holmes is my sister. That is my campaign manager slash assistant slash stylist slash she does everything for me. So when we're talking about teams, that's the team right there. Janelle Helms. And she's our she's our uh, county chair too. <laughs> wow. Really? Y'all are yeah, my, deeply my involved. My sister is amazing. Yeah. My sister is the county Clearly. chair. I actually just won regional um, last weekend. So... Yeah, we're we're doing things over here in Montgomery County, Tennessee. <laughs> How long have you been there? Um, I I came here in two thousand and four. It was my first duty station, oh, and then well, I left because I PCS, and then I came back in two thousand eleven. Um, but we have been here, homeowners here, since two thousand eleven. My husband went to school for two years. We moved away, and then came back. So 2011 is is fair. Yeah, it's it's fair. I I see it all as fair. You've been here for a hot, I say here, I'm in uh, Middle Mississippi, but I was just in your area for the last couple of days, somewhat Bartlett, Tennessee. Do you know where that's at? I've heard of it. You know what makes me so sad that Mississippi event that you're talking about. See, now I'm going to prop your event, the Mississippi event you're talking about. Um, somebody contacted me on Twitter to come speak at that event and I was already booked for freedom fest over here. So I was like, ah, I wish I had, I mm. wish I could do it. I think I'm talking on the 10th. When, what is your guys's event also on the 10th or is it both days? Uh, 9th, 10th. And then we have something going on on that Sunday as well. So Maybe yeah, I'll, I'll try to there. at least make it out to Tunica for one of the, one of the days. But I definitely on July 10th, I have to be down in uh, Lyles, Tennessee. I'm going to teach them nice. how to run run the campaign. That's what's up. We, I mean, we. I can tell you firsthand, no doubt about it. There are people very close to me in our circles and in this comment section right now, this audience that is uh, looking for training on campaign management. And so if there's any sort of um, advice you have for them, we can drop that in the links or you can, I, I doubt that's information you can just spout off like that to where people can follow live, but uh, we'll get any sort of that information out. Anything that you could help any of these people out. Any, I say these people, I mean us, you know, like in running campaigns and figuring out how to win. Cause we got to win and we are winning in, so you can always reach out, absolutely, absolutely always reach out to me with any questions um, that you might have. So Facebook and Instagram, any anything like that. Facebook's probably the easiest to reach on. Um, and that is my website. But all of my social media is Trisha Butler TN. So get a hold of me, add me on Facebook, send me a message, all that good stuff. Um, I am doing a training event in Kentucky in August. I'm doing a training event in Laos, Tennessee in July. Um, and keep your eyes peeled because the national, the L, uh, LP national, they're going around doing trainings too in each region. So every region is going to have a training. There's one coming up. Um, and I want to say it's next weekend. 
um, in Atlanta, Georgia. So, I mean, we're doing these trainings. This is an off year. Everybody needs to get all their training in. And I went, I went to um, uh, Yao, Young Americans for Liberty. I went to their training session. Yeah. Um, I worked with Apollo Pizel with the Frontier Project. So I got a lot of training from him. I went to um, a training event with Apollo and Kara Schultz. My sister, that's the link. Yeah. Um, I went with Apollo and Kara Schultz to a training in Kentucky. Um, Kentucky ran, I want to say it was 12 candidates last cycle after that training. So if you can get out to one of these regional uh, training events, they're absolutely worth it. Um, and yeah, if anyone has any questions, they can just hit me up and I'll do the best that I can from where I'm at. I have to put you on blast. I'm sorry. What I do. Trisha, are we going to be fortunate enough to see you in Indianapolis in October? I'm looking. Oh, okay. I'm looking at who's in Illinois. Illinois uh, is in October. I have not heard about anything in Indianapolis in October, but I am not scheduled out that far. So get me the information now so that if I can, uh, I can get it scheduled. That might be another regional that he's talking about. I'm like looking at my, this is my, uh, this, you can see a little bit of my map back here. I just a, Yeah. Just a sliver. I knew exactly what you were talking about as soon as you looked past it. No, that's, <laughs> it's all, that, it's all the, uh, state conventions. <laughs> so are you doing any sort of online training for people that are wanting to run for Facebook or Facebook people that are wanting to run for office? Because I think that would help a ton not just with uh the libertarian movement but uh with being able to fund you as well oh and by the way if y'all need if y'all want to donate please do that's the easiest way right is to uh your website wait uh what okay oh, it's there com. yeah my uh my donations are still open and i'm still doing all my reporting and everything for that so so yeah, if you I, donate could do, and, I could do online. I can do something. I could do something online. Uh, I just this is the first time I've been asked about anything like that. So I love that. That's a, <laughs> you're the third person's like I've never been asked that before. It's important <laughs> because it, uh, online reach is massive. It's massive, and that's another good way to um, get money into your pockets so that you can affect the real change. Um, I'm sure you thought about it, but I may be the first person to ask it, but yeah, set something up with some online training on how to run for political office. And then, you know, let us donate to you. Um, you're, you're kind of like a, a gold idea. standard. And so, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you like, I made a meme about you. Sorry. I think you saw it. I'm pretty sure you saw it. It was in response to Brian Nichols. It said, uh, making libertarians human again, one city councilwoman at a time. And I so, saw it on Twitter. I was like, okay, yeah, you did. Say. <laughs> ah, whatever. You know, it's the facts. Facts matter, period. And you are trailblazing. You are leading. Thank you so much. Um, what else can we do to help you? I got nothing, man. I'm, I'm a blessed beyond measure. So. Just reach out if you guys need it. I'm so I'm not used to people saying, what can I do to help you? I'm going, whoa, that's my line. You took my line, man. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that should be pretty obvious to everybody. Like that is your heart and soul, and it's amazing. But you need our help. And so uh, I should say it like this. She needs our help. And so donate, share, uh, get on her Facebook page, like it, um, all of that, www.trisha. But you're so much better than that at me. I still struggle. I can't even point to my own crap. I don't it's even be a know. Couple of tigers. Go Tigers. There we go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> You're already so much better than, better than me at that. So get on www.trishabutler.com. I'm pretty sure that I just sold her on uh, very inexpensive online training to run for office. So I'm going to talk to my sister. You might have sold us on this. She's probably downstairs scheming right now. <laughs> I can't believe I'm the first one to tell you that. I feel like I'm the last one with all this stuff. that's so funny either way um wow thank you so much i feel like we could just sit here and talk for hours but um we're running we gotta get on clubhouse we gotta get over on clubhouse are you gonna be over there with us um i actually was gonna try to jump on and see if dave smith and justin amash were still on yeah 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 yeah. that was a big deal i i planned we planned this before they did uh (laughs) I guess I'll take some credit for that, right? So everybody watching and listening, there's a lot of people that are going to go back and watch it. I did this before they did, um, and I'll, I'll have some fun with that later. But, yes, I will uh, get out of your hair. And um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Let's get thank over it. Thank you for and, having uh, me. This was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was awesome, too. I, <laughs> I can't wait to follow up with you and have you one for other subjects too, not just talking about your running for office. I really love your leadership and your communication and that's genuine and honest. We need more people like you. And I'm super proud to, uh, I wish I lived in your, your, uh, your County in your city to call you my councilwoman. And so thank you very much. I will quit. Someday you might be able to vote for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll be voting for you for president. Well, you'll be the first female president about that. <laughs> well, thank you for know. having me. Seriously, it was awesome. Yeah, I thought so too. Thank you so much. I will see you in just a couple of minutes. All right. Awesome freaking interview. Again, I knew that this would happen with her just because of how excellent she is. And um, the there's a reason that she is a uh, office holding public official and as a libertarian running as a libertarian. I think you see it. Um, I think we need to set a standard. I think that the standard should look something like Trisha um, in whatever variety of that in your area. Right. So that it's area specific. It's it's very that part is very important. But when we're talking about success, we need to model that. That's what I've done here. There's nothing special about what I'm doing or, or who I am. Not to make it about me. I hate that idea. I'm just saying I've taken what other people have done very well. And we apply it right here. That's why you see the growth. That's why you see the Trisha Butler's in office and still (laughs) leading the charge like she is at the forefront. It's incredible. It's amazing. We have no 
breaks. It's all gas. And so, again, um, in Tunica, middle of July, got to have the funds. I need your help. That's not a joke. I'm not rich. I live uh, very scarcely. Uh, I make a very middle wage income, and then I do just enough to where my wife stays home so that she doesn't have to go to work. And so for me to be able to get to these events and for this podcast to keep going or whatever you guys want to call it, doesn't matter. Uh, we need the money to do so. And so again, to get to the event in Tunica, I need about $400. I'll put that banner back up PayPal. And also I will be on anchor very soon. They're now waiting for the uh, audio files to upload. You can donate there. I will be doing Patreon very soon. So like a $5 a month situation is incredible. $10 better. And so all that stuff will help go to spread this liberty movement. With that being said, you know what time it is. It's 57 minutes. It's 58 minutes. It was 57 minutes, 59 seconds, one second ago. And now it's 58 minutes, so we are done here. I love y'all very much. I will see you Friday, same Cajun time, same Cajun channel. I love every each and one of y'all very much. I am.